0: This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Nidell, and today's episode is The Rabbit Hole. In today's episode, I'm going to discuss with you some incredible insight I got from floating for two and a half hours this morning and why I'm convinced you should try it yourself. So, I want to share with you I am, of course, not sponsored by a float spa. I don't have an affiliation to a float spa. I don't have a hidden agenda. What I do have now is a ton of time under tension. What I mean by that is I've spent a lot of time floating. A lot of time. And I happen to go to the only place in Columbus, Ohio that exists called True Rest Spa. I go to the one in Powell, very close to where Lindsay and I live. And as a treat to myself for the past 14 weeks of... Coaching clients and training people and pouring into them, I had made a series of appointments for two and a half hours for three days in a row. I did that, give or take, a month and a half ago, knowing I'd have to honor the commitment. And so today was the last session of that stretch of time. Admittedly, I had to cancel Thursdays and Fridays, some scheduling conflicts, some things that are more important. And so I get to go in this really deep place. And for those of you that haven't ever floated before, it is a sensory deprivation experience. There is no light. There is no sound. You are sitting on six to eight, maybe 10 inches of water that has a tremendous amount of salt in it. um, I think about a 1,000 pounds of salt. And what this does is it makes your body completely buoyant. I refer to it, and in my mind, it kind of brings us back to being in your mother's womb, right? We can uh, all agree that we all came from our mother and that womb was a dark place, a warm place, a place where we got to experience weightlessness, a place where anything was possible. That's what I found every time that I went to the float spa. Well, every time other than the first, the first time was incredibly uncomfortable because every part of me wanted to fight the experience. I was focused on the heat, I was focused on the humidity. I was focused on when is my time gonna be up? How does this end? What if somebody comes in the room, right? Because there's all these control mechanisms that we try to establish as human beings. We want to create labels to define things and once we define them, then we can understand them. Uh, By understanding things, it's a kind of a, a state of control, right, we're able to control our perception of that reality. Well, that ended up being the big gift from today's float Now, I must share that in this float, the two and a half hours, I have consistently been trying to hack my own operating system. I've shared on a multitude of different episodes, and I'll share with you right now to consider that the phone that you're listening this to this on, or the computer, or however you're digesting this content, you get pushed a series of notifications, whether it's once a month or once every two months, that it's time to operate upgrade the operating system. That there's a new latest and greatest version. And that new latest and greatest version can serve you in a higher capacity. And here I sit recording on a iPhone XS Plus, whatever it is, right? The latest and greatest, I had to have it. When I look around the office and I'm recording these podcasts on a series of different iPhones, I've got fives and sixes and sevens. I've got pluses, right? There's There's been this progression. But in your life right now, what are you doing to upgrade your own operating system, right? There's no push notification that comes. Certainly, some of this very podcast is what turns you into or opens up some new pathways for you to hack your own operating system. Now, I've taken this to an extreme. That's the nature of my personality. I own that and I love that about myself. There's... Juve red lights, there's true dark glasses, there's float spas, there's potions and lotions and pills and bulletproof coffee and reading and Jim Quick's quick reading course. And I'm doing everything that I know how to do to upgrade my human experience as it sits now. Hence the life optimization group. I believe that I have tapped into ways to optimize your life in its fullest capacity. By the nature of that, there's this taboo that exists around plant-based medicine. Right? We can look at, as I've shared on other episodes, I am part of the D.A.R.E. generation, the Drug Abuse Resistance Education generation, in which we were told that all drugs are bad and inevitably by taking those drugs, bad things are going to happen. You end up dead or in jail and all these things can go on. I believe that to be true my entire life up until the past two years. At some point when the federal government decided to start to allow medicinal marijuana and then now recreational marijuana to be smoked, it's not my thing. More power to you if it's yours. It's just not for me. I'm like, all right, well, why all of a sudden were we told 20 years ago this was the most horrible thing on the planet, but now there's so much research that shows the positive benefits that exist by consuming it in controlled situations? That flipped a switch in my brain to start to consider what other possibilities that I have been holding true to myself that might not actually be true. Then even deeper as we'll go down this rabbit hole together, what is true versus what is fiction? And so as I've shared in other episodes, we've bounced along down this path of plant-based medicine and psychedelic experiences. I was incredibly fortunate to have an impactful conversation with Brandy and connected to Brandy Jerry, the two founders of Rhythmia in Costa Rica had this conversation yesterday. Rhythmia is R-Y-T-H-M-I-A. Rhythmia is the foremost, I'll call it training facility, upgrade facility as it pertains to plant-based medicine. It's a five-star resort in Costa Rica. They take you through a whole seven-day experience in which you do yoga and meditation and farm-to-table food, and you take all the detoxing things, and then you have a four-day plant-based medicine experience with a substance called ayahuasca. Now, ayahuasca is its own product and its own part of nature, and it does things with DMT. It's a slow-release DMT product inside your body, and that's a conversation that we'll get to have as a collective tribe as Lindsay and I go down there for a seven-day experience. I'm going to document the entire thing. Videographer, daily podcast, journaling, blog posts, you name it, I'm going to share what all that is like. In my conversations with Brandy yesterday, we bring up the fact of mushrooms and what they mean and how great they are as they come from the earth and how there's this perception that they have to be bad or that you're a stoner or a drug addict or a hippie, right? There's all these check boxes that we put as we put labels on things so that we can define them so that we can understand them so we can feel safe. That's what we do. We are pattern-based creatures. You and I, my friend, we are hyper vigilant at recognizing patterns. We don't really have the computer brain we like to think we have. We have a pattern recognition software that we get to run. I share with you this big lead up into the mushroom side of conversations because I found that in taking very small doses of mushrooms, it's like the Instagram filter that we all put ourselves through finally gets lifted. Sounds are more clear. Colors are more bright. My cognitive function is certainly increased, backed up with an EEG, right? There's things that go on to, to test and monitor this. My creativity is through the roof. Now, from your perception of reality, you could think that I am a different person, whether good or bad, based off of me making that decision. I'd love you for it either way. I'd love to hear about it. If you think what I'm sharing is bad, drop me a note. Send me an email. Send me the positive responses you've got. I'm okay. This is to open up a conversation between us all as a community. But I take a very, very small dose of mushrooms, what would we refer to basically as a microdose, a little bit higher than that today. And I take a series of nootropics that I've been taking every day for the past month. This is a double-edged sword for me. This is a, almost a double awakening, I'll call it, because already from the nootropics, my neural pathways are much more primed. They're much more efficient. It's like I'm able to think more clearly. Imagine, if you will, the movie Limitless with Bradley Cooper, where he takes that NZT pill and magically he can recall things from his lifetime that he doesn't even remember reading. That would be overselling exactly what nootropics do, but it's pretty close. For those of you that have tried Modafinil, or adophanol, or any of the paracetam, aracetam, neuropeps, these products are almost revolutionary. They certainly show me what's possible of increasing what's already in me, right? It's it's upgrading my operating system. It's making me feel more present of who I am right now and less of who I didn't think I was capable of being. So I take those prior to the experience of kind of all in one shake, but take just a small amount of these, you know, mushrooms from the earth and go into the float session. And in the sensory deprivation of a float tank that is completely black and dark with no sound, no weight, no concept of time, eyes closed, and just being and existing in the moment, it's like you can tap into a higher sense of yourself. Now, I would have said the universe before, and not that I don't inherently agree with that. I believe there is something that we are ascending towards that I will refer to as a collective consciousness. There is something higher that is able to push information into us. Where do thoughts come from? Where do new ideas stem from? How do they get conjured up? Think the thought that you are now thinking in this moment, where did that come from? Who gave it to you? It's crazy when you start going down that particular rabbit hole, but that's not the one we're venturing down today. See, as I go through this experience and spend two and a half hours in sensory deprivation, I'm loving every minute of it. It's dawning on me all the different pieces and parts of life that we try to define and why we try to define them in the methodology of keeping us safe. Because if we can understand things, and we can understand things by putting a definition on them, that now with that definition comes a heightened sense of awareness, and with a heightened sense of awareness can come a heightened sense of safety. Right? We all fear what we don't know. So if we can pick up on patterns of things that we do know, then that makes us feel more stable as people. I'm thinking about your life right now as I'm speaking to you. Where are you having patterns make you feel good and safe? Or I can rephrase that and say, where is the unknown making you feel nervous? Inevitably, it's everywhere. So what ends up happening in this experience for me is I'm realizing the difference between external and internal, at least as it pertains to my level of perceptive reality, right? Like we all sit there through our own lens and create what we think to be right from wrong and good from bad, right? Like if I'm a devout Christian, then that means Christianity has to be the right religion to follow. And so that's my Definition of safety so I adhere to that so that then creates Christianity as real to me because my perception of that reality makes it so that it is truly mine I own it but the opposite said if I believe in Judaism right now all of a sudden Christianity is not the the benchmark the gold standard Judaism is and this goes on and on right we talk Republican Democrat we can talk uh, races we can talk sexual preferences right whatever we have is what we deem to be right. There are certainly some of us that are open-minded to everything. For those of you that think like I do, I love you for it. For those of you that think very close-minded, I also love you just the same. We just don't see eye to eye on that particular instance. Which then pivots me into the fact of what is reality and who creates it? We want to say from a scientific mind that there was a big bang. And with that big bang, the universe was created as we know it. Through a series of evolution and Darwinism, magically we sit here as human beings. We define that because we seek definition. Because definition, yet again, keeps us comfortable or safe. The opposite side of that is, well, God created the universe. And through God we exist right now. Adam and Eve. Garden of Eden. And through that level of definition and understanding, that keeps us safe. But do you see the common denominator that exists between both those versions? It's you. It's you and it's me. Right, The whole idea of I create my own reality is not only true, I believe that might actually be, at least from this float session, the absolute truth. The only absolute truth is that I created my own universe. And I don't even have to say my own. I created the universe. Right now, I know this is where it triggers you. You're like, what? No. Uh, no. Uh-uh. I get it. I get it. I know this is far out there. Just work with me for a second. We weren't there when Jesus died on the cross. right? At least I wasn't. I didn't physically see it with my own eyes. But I can read in the Bible or I can see pictures that other people have created as imagery as to what that meant in the time period in life and how it happened. That becomes my perception on which reality is then every timetable after that, I can di- dictate which pieces and parts I want to own as my own truth. So if I'm owning and dictating what is my own truth then by the nature of that very statement, am I not creating my own reality? And from that level of reality, am I not now creating my own universe? No different than you, my friend, are creating your own. We can both literally have a red apple. Imagine holding it in your hand right now. Imagine how the skin feels in your against your skin. Imagine the apple skin against your skin. Imagine pulling it up to your mouth and taking a bite out of it and chewing it and then swallowing it. You have your own perception of what that red apple felt like in your hand. You have your own perception of what that apple tasted like. I know that the way that you experience that apple is the absolute truth for you on how that apple exists. Just as it is for me. But we spend so much time trying to push onto other people that it has to be this one way because by the nature of having things one specific way, we get to feel safe because we have definitions and we like definitions. It's crazy. It's crazy to think that way coupled with the fact of every individual moment that exists throughout our lifetime. Right, the lifetime that we know, right? Cuz none of us know what it's like to be dead. We don't know what this afterlife is, but we have a perception of what it is and that is now our truth. If you're a devout Christian, yet once again, you believe in a heaven or hell dichotomy, right? There's a duality of heaven and hell. If you're good, you go to heaven, if you're bad, you go to hell. Of course, I'm paraphrasing, right? That's not actually how it is, but we'll just say that's what it is. That's your truth. There's some people that believe that when you die, you just get buried in the ground and that's it. There's nothing else to it. What happens if I believe that when I die, I actually become awake? And whether it's a system of consistent reincarnation from a higher consciousness level that I'm now recreating my versions of what the truth are for me because I'm trying to learn new perspectives Could that not be true? It is true for me. But in all these conversations, like this moment as you're listening to this podcast is absolutely perfect. It's perfect because by some way, shape, or form, you are here consuming my content and enjoying it or not agreeing with it. You're driving your car, you're at the gym, you're listening to this however you listen to it. As you look around, the entire universe is in motion as we know it and can measure it. But again, none of us know how expansive the universe is. As far as we know, it is truly infinite. And if it's truly infinite, then it cannot be measured. Well, if it cannot be measured, then how do we understand it? So we put a label on it that it's unmeasurable, so that makes us feel comfortable because we can't expand our capacity to understand what immeasurable really means. We know the Milky Way because we can see it through a telescope. We have no idea how large the universe is. I mean... your perception of what the universe is can be different than mine and both of us are right because they're ours so we create that not only do we create our own reality we create the past as well as a future because your perception of the moments that matter just like how i truly believe that this individual moment is exactly perfect cars are driving around you people are talking people are walking you think of all the experiences you had through this particular day They've all been orchestrated almost seamlessly through every individual second of every day. The people who say hello to, the doors that get opened, the car that moves. And we can say that's a series of progressional points until this moment. But what if everything is just a series truly of right nows? Where you can't really go to the past, but you can always connect the dots backwards to see which things it took for you to get to where you're at right now. And we get so focused on the future, right? Like, how do we plan for the future? How do we plan for the future? I truly think the best way to plan for the future is to map out what you'd like to have happen and then live in a series of moments of right now until that day comes. I take my clients through goal setting because I believe that it actually works, but if all I did was sit in this chair and focus on the goal in the future, does it actually happen? Of course not. Like, I think manifestation as a term is absolute bullshit. What I do believe is you can tap into the divine creation that's inside of you to create your own reality, which then by the nature, again, of that very statement makes you the creator of the universe. It just makes us feel uncomfortable because how could that be? How could there not be something greater? Well, there is something greater. The greater is a greater sense of you. The greater is a greater sense of you of where these thoughts come from. The thoughts that come into our head is derived from somewhere new it's from a heightened sense of awareness and consciousness and you currently have in this moment because it's coming into you i mean stand outside and raise your hand and say give me a message right say it verbally say it mentally don't care how it is there's nothing that's going to come because that voice is always there so all this comes from this crazy float session right and i know it sounds outlandish It sounds almost blasphemous to some, but I can't help but think it's really not. I think as you walk through an airport, think of the 5, 10, 15,000 perceptive people that are there. You pass them, right? You walk by them, you're in a hurry, you get to the airplane. Even the people on the plane with you are all aimlessly going from one place to another. How did they get created to be there? Why are they there? Did you manufacture them in your mind from a subconscious level that paints this picture that you're not alone? Because that's somewhere deep in our psyche that we actually have this fear of always being alone. These people, until you greet them, know them, shake their hand and know about their life, are not real people. They're something that Dolores, uh, I think Phillips, refers to as background people. These people in the background that aren't really real to us, so then they're not real because if it's not real to me, then it can't really be real. But that's what's unique. We all have our own perception of what reality is. You know why? Because we all create our own universe. And where all the fights go on is when we try to impose our will upon other people. Right? Fight for territory, fight for religious beliefs, fight for political views. It's all based around what we perceive to be the absolute truth and we want to instill it upon other people because if everybody thought the way that we thought, the world would be a better place. That's what we convince ourselves at least. That the world's a better place when everyone thinks like we do. I don't believe that's actually the truth. Hence bringing this up on the podcast. I know it's far out there. I know it's quote unquote trippy. I know this is some outlandish stuff. But the fact that you have an opposing view will create a new neural pathway in my mind to expand in a new capacity of what could be true. Because I decide what's true. There is no absolute truth other than the fact of there is no absolute truth. So if we can agree that that is actually part of how we exist, then why wouldn't we create our own? I think we all get spun into the fact of creating our own reality means like, okay, I can just sit there and think like, I want a million dollars. Why? Right? Because at some level, we all crave stability and to be loved to be sheltered, be protected. And we think that money is going to fix that for us. Money provides safety, which provides options. If you don't have money, it doesn't make you better or worse of a person, it means you just have less options, which really means you have less safety. So I'm saying it's not the fact of manifestation as far as if you are down on your luck right now and you're listening to this, saying like, man, this guy is fucking crazy, I get it. But there's a chance in that moment that somewhere you have created the fact of what you're going through to learn the lesson that you need to learn to catapult you to the next evolution of your life. And whether that evolution is during this physical being, right? we're walking around in meat suits together. None of us know what comes in the afterlife. Maybe the lessons that we've learned from every past lifetime we've existed in has just been brought forward into this current present day of reality. We understand what we understand from what we've been through and what we have read because what we've read then becomes true. But think of every book. Think of every YouTube video. Think of every historical document. Do you know who actually wrote them? Were you actually there as they wrote them? You accept them to be true because it's been passed down. And if it is true, then we feel safe and it makes sense. All this crazy stuff comes from this float. I can almost hear you saying right now, like, what is the point? What's the point of even having these conversations? I believe in tying everything to a message. We've got 270 plus episodes of tying it to a message. I believe that in this heightened sense of awareness or altered state of consciousness, whatever you want to say, and a thing that brings me back to that childlike form before I even knew what thoughts were, I'm actually able to think more clearly. And by the download that I got yesterday of letting everything go, also of to start today's flow was I can connect with anybody from having my heart open. It doesn't take my mouth. It doesn't take my hands. It takes the energy that emits from here, just like from with you. The reason this podcast works is because you feel my heart when I speak to you. Sure, it takes words for us to audibly be able to understand, but you can feel in the presence of other people when people have good intentions and bad intentions. I know right now as you're thinking this, you can remember a time in your life where you felt physically uncomfortable without someone else saying a word because you thought their intentions were bad. So by saying that, you can also feel when intentions are good and you know what my intentions are. So from just letting things go, opening my heart, knowing the fact that I can communicate even without spoken word to those people that are willing to receive it, next comes in this gift that I get to create my own reality and I get to be the artist that does it. And if I choose to believe one thing or choose to believe another, that is my choice. It doesn't make either one right or wrong or good or bad. Same thing with you. Whatever you choose to believe is okay that you believe it, and your reality is yours to paint and depict. It's when we start to allow other people into our sphere of influence that dictate how we feel that we can live, i.e., think of your parents. They keep instilling in you, this is right, this is wrong, this is right, this is wrong, and they've done that because their job was to keep you what? To keep you safe. And so every time you push against that box, they get upset and you feel unsafe and unsettled. Because their version of their own reality that they have painted for you does not have to be your version of reality. Because you're the creator. So, where in your life do you want to start creating in a way that makes you proud to live this current existence, walk around in the meat suit that we call our bodies? Isn't the gym? Do you want to create a sculpture of yourself? Do you want to live an optimized lifestyle in which you feel incredibly good in your own skin? Do you want to feel good with your shirt off? Do you want to feel healthy from the inside out? Do you want to radiate the energy that you feel inside? You deserve, you owe it to yourself to create that if that's what's important to you. Same thing as it pertains to the relationship that you want. You're the architect, my friend. If you want a loving, caring, compassionate, full of passion, fiery sex relationship, then you get to create that. You get to create that by visualizing and existing it and living in every perfect moment to align with that truth. When you don't have that current alignment in the present day moment, it's your job to realign it or move it so the next thing can come in. And same thing in business, right? All of us want to have more money, more success, more power, more, 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 more. I love you for it. I'm the same way. What if the creation of your own reality comes down to a lot more of how do you feel good on the inside to create? Because I know plenty of people that have made and amassed an immense wealth that are not happy. They just have more options. What I found is when you challenge the societal norm and you question what we believe to be true versus what could be true, I found out for me personally every day I'm able to get shit done.